water, earth, fire, air. Welcome to Bending the Elements. Production by the Novice Latest Podcast. With your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. The podcast about all things Avatar. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, those in between, and unaffiliated to Bending the Elements, an Avatar podcast with your host, myself, and Caleb. And we are doing uh, book two, chapter 20, uh, The Crossroads of Destiny. Caleb, how are you doing currently, sir? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm at a crossroads, apparently. I don't know. This, this, could, uh, this could be a big change for us. This is, uh, this, this is it. I can't believe this. I literally am not like prepared for this when I say I mean, I'm prepared for this, but I mean, I cannot believe it's the end of, of book two. Yeah. And just up front, I'll say, uh, you know, since, since we did a, a summary last year after the book one summary, we're going to be doing a book two summary following this episode. So, uh, so keep an eye out on that, but yeah, it's crazy to be here at the end. Yeah. I, I can't believe that. I I'm just, I'm in awe. Like it kind of, Kind of flew by quickly, but uh, yeah. sorry, that's, just my, that's my age showing. Makes me nervous for the next book. <laughs> well, it's funny because we actually finished it within a year, whereas the last one took us over a year to finish. Yeah, I remember there were some delays last time around, but yeah, not this time. Not this time. No, this time. And again, this one's a little weird because, I mean, we're kind of continuing off from the last one, not to get inside baseball, but like <laughs> literally if you well, listen to the last episode, uh I'm, I have literally not pressed. I'm literally on pause. I've I'm paused on like, you know, the title card, like literally the book two earth chapter 20, the crossroads of destiny. So there is no Whistler's son, which sucks, but like, okay. (laughs) Whistler's son, if it was here, I didn't, I didn't say that for the drill, which also stinks retroactively speaking. And this one was written by Aaron Ehas and directed by a buddy from our last episode, uh, Michael Dante DiMartino. He sounds familiar. Yeah, dropping the pen this time and picking up the camera. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that almost works, except it's animation. But, but I guess <laughs> that's fair. Oh, but I guess I guess before we jump into the episode, I'll read this this overly long summary that I wrote. I went too much too much this time, but I'll I'll try to read it as best I can. So we open this episode with Aang and Sokka flying back to Bossing Say, and as luck would have it, they come across Toph, rock gliding along the same path. She joins them, and Aang lies to them about completing his Avatar state training. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll pick up more on that later. But, but before that, we have to go below the Bossing Sei City, where we see Azula instructing the Daili troopers on the plans for the coming coup that she's plotting with the old Long Fang. And these, these troopers, they seem quite taken with their new captain. But back with Zuko and Iroh from the last episode, they arrive at the palace and are quickly encountered by Azula and the Daili stormtroopers. It turns out their uh, invitation to serve tea to the king was really just a plot so she could capture them. A fight breaks out, and the two stage an escape. But when Iroh jumps out of a hole he made in the side of the building, Zuko turns around and confronts Azula, quickly being captured by the Dai Li. The remaining gang members meet up with the Earth King, who eased their worries about Katara. 
But unlike the picture he paints for her, Katara finds herself locked in a crystal cave. And before long, Zuko finds himself locked up in the same prison with her. Uncle Iroh, apparently knowing of the Avatar's presence in town, goes to ask them for their help. Toph, remembering their kind interactions several episodes prior to this one, vouches for the older man, and the others decide to hear him out. They end up working together, and using a Daily Trooper Iroh captured, they're given the location of their lost prisoners. In captivity, Katara berates Zuko about what he's done to them, and about the impact that Fire Nation's war has had on her life. But to her surprise, Zuko apologizes, and reveals the damage that the war has had in his own life as well, beginning a subtle bonding between the two of them. Sokka decides that the group needs to split up, with Iroh and Aang searching for the prisoners, while he and Toph go to warn the Earth King about the coup. Aang and Iroh discover the Crystal Caves, while Sokka and Toph arrive just as the coup begins. They manage to make it to the palace before the coup reaches the Earth King, and engage in a fight with Mei and Tai Li, who are there guarding him. But the fight ends as Azula completes the coup, arresting the king and our two heroes. But as Long Fang moves to have Azula arrested as well, he discovers that his men have found themselves unsure who to serve, and fearful of a fight between them. He bows in defeat to Azula, and this Game of Thrones is resolved with her taking the seat. But as Zuko and Katara are bound in captivity, Zuko discusses the impact his scars had in his life, and seeing the truth in his words, Katara offers to use her healing abilities on his scar. Before they can try it, Iroh and Aang burst in, and the two young men are immediately at odds again. Iroh tells the two boomerangs to go find the rest of their gang, while he tries to encourage Zuko to follow a new path, a good path. But as the Azula attack squad interrupts this talk, Azula offers Zuko a chance at the redemption he's wanted for the past two seasons. But before he can decide, she leaves him and goes after the Avatar and Katara, engaging them in a bending battle. Zuko, seemingly deciding, chooses to join the fight, fighting for Azula's side. Toph uses their newfound metal bending to break them out of jail, and they arrive at the palace to rescue Bosco the Bear. The fight goes on in favor of Azula's side, and seeing no other recourse, Aang is forced to try and enter the Avatar state. In confronting the final chakra, he isolates himself from his love of Katara, and nearly enters the state. But a well-timed blast from Azula knocks him down, and Iroh enters the fight just in time, defending Katara as she takes Aang's body to safety. The old man then surrenders and is arrested. Katara meets up with the rest of the boomerangs, plus the Earth King and his buddy bear Bosco, and they take to the skies on Appa, fleeing the occupied capital. And as Azula takes the Earth Nation throne, with Zuko by her side, she tells him that he's finally restored his honor. And we end on an uncertain path as we close book two. Thank you for that, sir. Much appreciated, as always. But uh, I guess that brings us to uh, the old, are you at the old timestamp zero here? I'm at whatever timestamp I'm at. So like, (laughs) openly honest here. So like, I guess everybody just press play right now. There you go. Yeah. So No Whistler Sun, but yeah. Yeah, we see a Whistler. um, uh, What are those guys called? Ostrich horse. Ostrich horse. There you go. There you go. Those are nice clouds. Those are, I think, are real clouds. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah pick up again, kind of right off where we left the last one with with Aang and and Sokka heading off to the Earth Nation capital to figure out what's happened with Katara. And uh, how would you? I I wrote in my notes. I think it was rock gliding. How would you describe this this image of Toph as Oppa and, and Sokka pull up to her? Uh, it does have a name. People have named it on the wiki, but I just call it like riding the wave. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like, like, think of it as almost like a like shockwaves produced by earthquakes, and so she's just basically doing that without creating <laughs> an earthquake. Um, by the way, can I just say one GM animation two? 
Yeah. Holy smokes, what a difference there is between standard definition and high definition. Holy crap. I cannot stress this enough. Um, especially because I was listening to the commentary by the creators talking about this episode, and that was only in standard, like it was only available in standard definition. Holy smokes, like high definition really helps. Oh wait, so when you watched the episode, it was in standard def? So what it was was that in this in the in the special features, there's the audio commentaries, right? Some yep. of the audio commentaries are only available in standard definition. Oh wow, that's weird. Hmm. This is in yeah. This is like one of the main episodes. This is available on uh, on high definition. Yeah, but if you want to watch with a commentary, you have to watch it in standard def. Yep. That's so funny. Yep. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, no, it makes a big difference. Absolutely. Especially as Toph is riding the wave right now at like, okay, sorry, 2344, um, of my <laughs> at least. Uh, man, she stands out nicely. Like her green stands out perfectly. Yeah, every now and again, I decide to watch some of this on, on Netflix because it's just more easy. And I guess the Netflix copy is like a TV print or something, but it looks substantially worse than the Blu-rays do. Oh. It's interesting. Fair enough. Yeah, and it seems like it has more um, like commercial breaks, which is interesting as well. Yeah, I don't really have that here with my Blu-ray. I've never had a commercial. Like, I just they just cut. Yep. Which actually makes it a lot better now that I think about it. But anyways. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we we cut over to this this weird underground area with these giant statues. Well, what do you think this is? Oh wait, come on! You're not gonna you're not gonna comment on the fact that like both Ang and Ang Saka and. Appa kind of snuck up on Toph and took her uh, aback. They basically gave, they basically did a whole like blind joke bit. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, I was going to skip past that. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Just because you're always on about the blind jokes. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're not going to continue on your, your tirade of these, but okay. Fair enough. Oh, I'm assuming we are going to have a lot to talk about on this one. So yeah, I'm cutting those bits. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so this looks like it's like the underground of the palace itself, I assume, or just in their like secondary headquarters. But yeah, I don't know what the heck these things are. Maybe they're like wicked spirits. I, I don't even know. Yeah, whatever they all, whatever they are, they're pretty cool. Um, I, I like yeah. that visual. Yeah, and here we get yeah, pretty pretty big lineup of Daily troopers just falling in line behind Azula in this whole coup plot. I was like, man, these Dai Li are a pretty vicious group. I mean, I thought they were here to protect the kind of uh, traditions of bossing say, but a firebender shows up, shows up being like, let's do a coup, and immediately they're on board. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, hey, remember what uh, Guru Patik said in the last episode, is that we are, like, or and what Aang realizes, is that everything is connected. So it would seem that, you know, the elements and uh, the peoples aren't, only the things that are similar, but ideologies align as well when you put them in like a horseshoe manner. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah, I guess the Dai Li were already pretty fascist leaning. And Azula is definitely full fascist. So <laughs> makes sense that they would immediately kind of be like, okay, this I get this kind of mentality. Yes, as I said back in episode one of book two, she's very Nazi-like when it comes to efficiency. Of wanting the trains to be ran on time. Mm -hmm. Not very ambitious she is. Although I find it weird. So she's... So she... One, she looks great with the outfit, by the way. I don't know why. I like she her does. green outfit. It's, I think it works. Yeah. just different for her. I'll say that. But like... Now she's talking to these two Kyoshi warriors. I'm confused. Have they turned to the dark side or what? what's going on here? 
Hmm. Well, uh, maybe maybe you'll find out as we as we go along here. Oh, okay. Fair fair enough. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she starts talking about her brother, and that's when we cut over to see what's going on with those two. Yep. It's uh, as we you know said last episode. They were at the very end. They were invited to serve tea to the Earth King himself. A high honor, as uh, as Uncle Iroh does pontificate over the fact that you know. Before, when he was a conqueror, or at least you know part of the uh, the system, and or yep. the pressure, the oppressor, excuse me, uh, he was the one trying to invade and besiege, take over Basingse. Now, many years later, he is here to serve the king himself. He, yeah, and I really like that they emphasize that. I think that's really cool, and I love um, Iroh's kind of amusement and kind of proud at the the change. Like, I think that's a, a great honor now. So I think that was a really cool little moment there. Destiny is a funny thing. From conqueror to servant, I immediately applaud this character and, and love love him for that. So he is definitely right. Yeah, but then that old uh, that old strange nephew of his, like or potentially nephew, I don't know who this guy is anymore. Like he's like, it sure is, Uncle. That sure is funny. And he's got his big smile again. Like he's he's loving this idea. All this. right, snap out of it, you big goofball! Get out of here! Like what? What? Knock it off with the act. <laughs> yeah. How did they break uh, uh, Jet again? It was something really easy. Maybe the the gang could do it to him too. Uh, there is no war. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, they either hit him in the head. Oh no! Think about it. He passed, and then like he went into his mind, and it started to break down. <laughs> yeah. The, the the gang needs to show up. Think about when you attacked us. Think about when you tried to burn down various villages. And you'd be like, oh, wait, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's my purpose, to burn down villages. Oh, oh dang it. <laughs> yeah, Iroh would just be shaking his head. Oh, nephew, you're going down the wrong path again. Yeah. <laughs> now i got to pay the daily to brainwash you again. How many times do I need <laughs> to be brainwashed? Oh, but then we, we cut away from them. Or we'll see how the tea goes later as we as we see the the part partial gang as they're heading back to Boston say and tough ask gang like oh how'd the training go uh well first 2507 like i'm just interesting how she's really latching onto Sokka's arm there eh oh i noticed that too yeah i was definitely like hmm what's going on there huh is that uh is that some things is she projecting here is she showing her appreciation to him from the serpent's past when she uh tried to but did not uh what's going on here yeah, if only he would have seen that little interaction, he might have been like, hey, why is she holding on to me? I yeah, I thought he would have like eyes like a hawk on Suki when she jumped in the water to grab her, but I guess not. And uh, see that affectionist kiss, uh, <laughs> affection, affectionist kiss that Toph gave to her, but anyways. She really is holding on to him. Wow, she's hugging Dude, him. she's like, I mean, okay, one, I understand, because one, there's no saddle, and she doesn't like grab it onto Oppa's yeah. uh, fur because it doesn't like her. But so fair enough, but like, yeah, man, like what's the, what the hay is going on here? <laughs> It's pretty cute, actually. <laughs> it is cute, absolutely. I'm not gonna, I'm not denying that. I'm just like, man, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, but I, oh, how do you feel about Aang's little uh, deceptions here after just learning about? Uh, well, I feel like at this point, if he's lying, well, then I feel like some chakras should be uh, locking themselves, mm -hmm. and they're not. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about the the lies one. I think that was the sixth one, and then the shame one as well. I think that was the third one, maybe. I was like, hmm, it seems like he's got both those sealing up again. I completely mastered the avatar state. I'm like, hmm, you didn't say the you <laughs> didn't say the words, though, when you confronted the, the avatar state. So, like, I don't think so. 
I'm on this one. If only they would have done like a split screen of those little like messy, uh, messy pools again, and we see them getting them getting blocked. It could have been even more obvious. <laughs> there you go. Let's go. It <laughs> <laughs> goes back to like uh, Guru Petik as he sees like the pools, yeah, start to swell up. It's like hmm. <laughs> he's shaking his head. It's like tisk Oh, but first, uh, yeah, I guess before we see how that ends up turning out for him in his Avatar State journey, we have to cut over to another journey of of Iroh and, and Zuko as they wait for the, the Earth King. Yeah, they're in this, uh, they're not in the, pa- I guess they're inside the palace, but not in like the, I guess like in a little gazebo or, I don't know, a little like, yeah. uh, what, what, what are those things called? But like a little like meeting room, meeting room side room, whatever you want to call it. Like, I, I think I know what you're talking about. I, I, I know what, what it is, but it's like it's it's like the formal yeah. room almost, like separate from yeah. the palace itself, like the private quarters almost. Well, not his private quarters, but like like the dining room area, his ready room, <laughs> not even room, but just like dining house or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, the formal house. Anyway, sorry, I'm sensing the old Zuko when he says like, "What's taking so long?" <laughs> mm. A little bit of that impatience. And then as a Dali come in to greet them, he starts being like, mm, this doesn't feel right either. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like you could, you could almost say like, are they, um, yeah. yeah. Are they bringing in the earth King? Like, uh, fair enough. But like, no, yeah. Then he's just on to like, mm, something's amiss. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know Zuko hates authority figures when he's not uh, controlling them. And so. especially this authority figure that is Azula. She appears before him saying it's tea time. Yeah, and he immediately jumps to like, oh crap, like Azula, what are you doing here? But she's speaking pretty kindly. She's, uh, yeah, she seems like she's not here for an attack. She's, uh, she's, she's got a more kind demeanor to her for some reason. Does she? Well, she monologues about how, you know, uh, these, these Daili, uh, maybe earthbenders, but they really do have the, uh, killer instinct of a firebender, she said. Uh, almost like it's her, um, in, in a way to like find people to use as puppets almost that's her specialty oh there oh yeah 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 she's like oh i found uh you know it's just like what we grew up with a bunch of fascists just waiting for a strong strong man or strong azula to, to take over something like that so. but then uncle arrow counters her with did you ever hear the tale of doc doth plagueis the wise <laughs> Yeah, he, if you didn't know, uh, Plagueis was also considered uh, or called the the Dragon of the West, which is an interesting name. Not not often that's, mentioned. That's true. He also, and then he and then he asks, or then he also states, "You want to know how I got these scars?" <laughs> and then he says, "It was a demonstration, really. It was uh, it was something, yeah, that I, I need to be taught." Yeah, exactly. Let me teach you how. <laughs> yeah, he takes a big old gulp of his tea, like just downs the whole thing, surprises his teeth or his teeth, his uh, mouth and tongue didn't get scalded by that, but. Anyways, and oh, we'll find out. We'll find out what happens with his tongue. Oh, uh, we're about to find out in a way because as soon as uh, I guess he's about to uh, let out a big boisterous uh, bison belch, <laughs> and uh, out pops a little bit of a little bit of fire. Yeah, a little bit of bison fire, or, or maybe dragon fire. It's the dragon breath. Um, and uh, I'm gonna assume that the reason he took that sip of tea was because he had kind of almost contained his his fire if that makes sense hmm. like it's it has been a while since he fire bent like even even in um uh like even the lake lao guy i don't believe he fire bent at all so i feel like he used the tea to reactivate or reignite uh the spark 
that was already there. He just, yeah, it was already there. He just needed a spark to, to reignite the, the, his, his, his fuel. So that's interesting. That's, that's at least my, my read of it. So, um, does that and, uh, blasts, uh, a way out, uh, and escapes from the Dai Li and, you know, chases away. I like, uh, electricity blast too. Yeah. He fires lightning. Apparently the lightning can, uh, pierce through the earth. Interesting. Maybe it's point blank. I don't know, but yeah, it certainly makes an opening in that wall there, that stone wall. Yeah, and he's uh, he's very lucky that there's some is it topiary, uh, down below to save his fall and. Oh man, come on! That like that probably took a landscaper so long to you know trim and and get right. Like, come on, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's he's gonna be choked later, but uh, is his uncle I are gonna be choked as Zuko refuses to jump down and. It seems like he's maybe just seeing the sight of fire and seeing uh, fa- fascists around him kind of inspire the old Zuko out of him. Oh, yeah. No, he he basically yells at his uncle. is like, no, I'm tired of running. I'm fighting Z- Azula. There we go. There's the old Zuko. Yeah. Hot-headed and short-tempered and short-sighted as always. Let's go. Yeah, she knew how to break the brainwashing. And you can see uh, Uncle Iroh's just like, oh, crap. That's just money down the drain right there. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes back or just turns around and Zula's there with her goons and uh like you know don't be so stupid it's like what are you gonna do challenge me to an Agni Kai duel and Zuko Zuko's like hey that sounds like a good idea I think I'll try that and she's like nope not interested yeah it's been like a full season and a half since we've seen an Agni Kai duel like let's go yeah but even though she doesn't take the uh the invite Zuko thinks maybe he can prod her by just you know sending some fire her way but these earthbenders they always get their tricks you know you can't trust earthbenders they're tricksy oh it's not even just that well, okay not, not <laughs> <laughs> tricksy the magnificent but like uh no but in, in this case zula actually you know usually she's one to you know go go at the fight but in this case she actually uh no she actually just lets the goons take over so she's more than happy to just let them like you know take him out instead given that he's not that like got much fire. So she basically like, you know, I guess arrests him or contains him, I guess. I, I, I don't know. Um, so he's captured. And kind of strange for Azula. She didn't even look like pleased or have an evil smirk or make an evil comment or anything dismissive towards him. No, she just turns and walks away. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Maybe I'll, yeah, no, we'll see what happens there later. Yeah. Um, we get a nice little view of the, uh, kind of the inner circle of Boston say here as the gang flies back or at least part of the gang. Yep. Flies back. I think that's kind of a cool shot. And then the, the, the three remaining of them go to me with the earth King. And they're like, Hey, we, I had this vision. Ang says about uh, Katara. I think he thinks she's in danger, but that old earth King, you know, I mean, this guy, I mean, can you really trust anything he has to say? Well, I mean, we have, we have, we have Toph there. So like she could probably seismic sense if he's lying. Well, that's the thing about this king is uh, he, he's so ignorant all the time. He's always out of the loop. Really, all he does all day is just sitting there with his bear. He's he's not even, like I said, attention attending the uh, the war council. This really big deal. That's true. You're right. And he's just sitting in there with his bear. <laughs> so <laughs> That's fair. He says that she came back from the Council of Five and then has been with the Kyoshi Warriors ever since. It's like, huh, what's going on with your vision then, eh? Like, what's, what's going on? Yeah, everyone starts being like, oh, hey, you know, you're just, a, you know, you're making it up again. All that silly old avatar. He's always imagining stuff. 
Now, see, if you were Bosco, you your your Bosco sense would be tingling. I like how Bosco does sit up then, like, ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry, did somebody ask me something? What? No, what? Huh? What? 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 Yeah, his, his sense is so sharp. You know, it's... Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm going back to sleep. Okay, good night. <laughs> and I do love seeing this, uh, this as we cut to see where Katara ended up. Yep. We see this this crystal cave, and it's it's a pretty cool little, little place. I feel like it should have been uh, a level in... Uh, like a Donkey Kong game or something. Yeah, you can almost see like that in 64. I could I could totally see like that. Um yeah. the Crystal Caverns, the Crystal cav- Catacombs. Um I, I assume uh, again in the uh in the Burning Earth, you didn't get to this level, eh? Nope, definitely not. I've been off that game for Dang. a long time. <laughs> Fair enough. Got to go back to that at some point, eh? Yeah, it was it was a little rough to play. But... I figured, yeah, no, it's kind of either janky or just broken. Yeah, more more janky, and the effects are bad, and it's, yeah, the gameplay's not all that interesting either. I didn't think so. So it's hard to keep up with it, but but either, either way. <laughs> so Katara's pacing back and forth. She's, she's not having it. She's like, how in the world did those, like, fools, those, those, those phonies get, you know, how are they right in front of me and i didn't even realize whoever they are oh boy but they're not kyoshi warriors i know that for a fact but something about them was so familiar i'm like what what the heck so she's she's pacing back and forth like i'm trying to figure out who they were and then all of a sudden like you know one of the caverns opens up and rolls down a guy and it's uh zuko yeah and that's uh that's an interesting turn of events and yeah we don't get too much there but we'll see how that uh, develops as it goes along yeah, it's kind of weird how when she heard uh, Jet's voice, she immediately like attacked him with water. Yeah, um, I'm surprised here she's not like punching him in the face. <laughs> well, you know, Zuko, uh, she's a little, he he's uh, I don't know. <laughs> he's complicated. I know. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, something that related to that that movie, but I I was like I I just won't. <laughs> uh no i'm not... the uh the last airbender yeah she, no uh... no you got me curious i'm like uh what scene is that um there's one where she like frees him and leaves him to die i think I oh remember... yeah that's right yeah i feel like they had a little moment there <laughs> but that, that's a side trail yeah it's know. a side 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 track so anyway in the 20 or 30 or yeah 2753 we see the uh gang or the, the part of the gang returned back to their apartment or their house, excuse me, which has being refurbished. Funny enough. Who's paying for this? Who's your benefactors? What the heck? Again, every millennial Gen Z and Gen Alpha hates you right now. <laughs> hates your guts. Envies you all. Anyways. Um, so they go inside and they uh, they don't find Katara, but they certainly, and there's a lot of scaffolding there, uh, but they <laughs> find Momo. Yeah. Yeah, and Momo, in his own way, tries to maybe communicate to them, but of course they don't understand, and that's always the plight of Momo, the sad plight. So that's the thing, he, he keeps catching this stuff before they do and has no way to communicate. You gotta feel bad for Momo. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I know what you mean by that. So I wish he could have, like, drawn something in the sand, <laughs> played charades or something like that, and then Sokka's the one that's just be like, what, Timmy, Timmy's stuck in the well? <laughs> We gotta go get Timmy. He's stuck in the well again. He's always he's doing that every other week. Yeah, then Momo slaps his forehead, then gets distracted when he smells some food out the window or something. Okay. He's <laughs> like, okay, forget this, I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah, as they're kind of sitting around being like, huh, like this seems weird. I wonder where Katara is. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, Toph. She recognizes some foot, some uh, footfalls coming to the door, and yeah. footsteps. Yeah, footsteps. And I actually really like this bit. I like that she immediately knew who it was, and I like that she, uh, once we open up the door and reveal that it's Iro, that she's just happy. She's like, "Oh, it's an old friend of mine." I think that's cool. And freeze frame twenty eight twenty. Oh, they're like shocked expressions. I got two things for you. One, ring, ring, your car's been stolen. And two, you just got punked. <laughs> and I like how with them all looking shocked and then Toph is just smiling and waving like, oh, it's my buddy. <laughs> okay, so um, in that last scene, I don't know if you noticed, but the animation quality actually dipped. It dipped a little bit. Yeah, yep. no, it did. And then the next scene afterwards, it, it kind of picks up again, returns yeah. to normal. Yeah. So I just, I wondered if you figured that out. I, I assume you did. Yeah, I noticed. I, I was just trying to complain too much, <laughs> especially, yeah, given how like limited, like they were kind of moving, but I understand why. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and I, in, in, in some ways I like this interaction here with the gang and, and Iroh, but in other ways I feel like maybe maybe Aang is a little bit too quick to, to be on his side. Hmm. Like, I mean, maybe in, in his eyes, he didn't have too many, too many issues with Iroh. It was more Zuko. That was the troublesome one. Yeah. But you'd figure that he would be like, Hey, this is some sort of Zuko plot. Like, I don't know if I can trust this guy. See, that's the thing though. Like, again, you will have to like, we may have to project here and, and think about it, but like, I think you're onto something with like that. Ang should realize that Uncle Iroh and this whole time and these, like if he's noticed him always in the background, he never, never seems to be a threat. He never seems to like do anything. So I feel like with Ang's judgment, maybe his his mind is a little clouded because you know Katara's you know captured and and held hostage somewhere. So I'm like, yeah, I feel I feel like he would um, definitely like maybe put aside the differences and see Iroh as not being somebody who, well, he, especially since he asks to come in, like don't think the fire nation would do that. Yeah. And was it, uh, was it the desert when, um, they were fighting Azula in that little, little town. And then, uh, Iroh kind of showed up and was clearly on their side. I mean, Zuko too was kind of with them for fighting Azula, but well, I mean, that started one, the chase episode seven and two, um, that was first, it was a, it was a Mexican standoff between like the three of them. Yeah. And then Iroh showed up, but everybody at that point, it was my, uh, the enemy, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's so nobody really like, again, in the heat of the moment, everybody was like, you know, fine with each other. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I especially when Ang saw that, you know, what Azula did to uncle Iroh, by the way, when she blasted him with fire, um, in the stomach, like, you know, Katara was even instantly like, I can heal him. And yeah. that was when Zuko was like, no, don't, um, shut up, get away from me. I'm in my feels. Um, so like, I'm pretty sure Aang realized that no, uncle Iroh's probably not a threat to him. Yeah. And, and willing to work together if need be. Oh, certainly. Um, so, but again, yeah, like you, I absolutely am glad that they followed up on this. And this is the bridge that gets the two working together. Uh, the, the old little uh, interaction that Toph and Iroh had. Yeah. Very nice. Good setup and good payoff. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. Oh, golly. I love Sokka in the background at like 2844. He's just got his arms crossed over there, just like his head turned to him. I'm like, what the heck? 
Yeah, and I like, of course, that Sokka's immediately mistrusting. It's like, hey, we is this really a good idea, guys? Like, you really think we can trust this guy? That seems pretty natural to Sokka, so that works. Yeah, and even even you know, Iroh pleads his case to these guys about like, you know, I know how much I know how uh, I know how you must feel about my nephew. Um, mm-hmm. Says you know, there's good in him. I maybe not the words. Uh, maybe words, those words aren't enough, but like, even still, it's like, um, he does mean well, but I mean, Iroh does. Um, yeah. and then Sokka dismisses him saying like, brings, bring better evidence. All right. Yeah. And then he brings it uh, right outside the door. Actually, he, he brought him along with him. It's that same scarred faced, uh, guard that we saw during the coup, uh, seminar. And yeah, immediately this guy gives up the goose. He's like, oh, they've they got these guys like they're going to overthrow the Earth King. And uh, let me tell you where they're keeping your sister. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, his, his goose is cooked. Like, I'm telling you, man, like he he feels probably guilty. Like, look on his face. Uh, that or what Ira did to him. Just, yeah, I don't know. But he looks like he has regrets. He served him. uh he was like, oh, yeah, I can make great tea. I also know how to make the worst tea imaginable. I like, force you to drink this. And tea that may, may tea that may poison you. <laughs> uh, so then we uh, then we cut to uh, the bossing, say, prison, uh, dungeon, excuse me, and we see Long Feng in a cell in a very, like, you know, meditative stance and uh, is being informed about, um, you know, what Azula's escapades are up to because it seems like he's... He's he's thinking here. He's he's thinking even when he's inside jail. Yeah, always thinking about how he can use people and and abuse people. So probably something uh, mis- mischievous is, is going on in that brain of his. Certainly, and as he's being informed of you know what's what's happening with Azula and what she's up to, the, the guard almost seems a little transfixed with her. Oh yeah, um, saying that she's like inspiring and and fearsome at the same time, and it's getting to some of the guys. So. Uh, hard, hard, finding it hard to explain to him, and yeah, he kind of mulls over that and wonders, like you know, what what uh, he gives a look at literally like, the thirty minute mark, um, <laughs> and it's just like you know, you probably has to be careful of how he approaches this next bit uh, yeah. if he is you know wanting to regain control of the city. So fair enough that there there is that going on. Yeah, but then we cut back to uh, uh, pretty much a tirade by Katara. I mean, she's going off on on Zuko. She's like, I've had it. You know, screw you, man. You know what you've done to me. You know, you you know what your war has done to my family. And I like that she gets that scene to kind of just unload on him. Oh, yeah, totally. Like everything. And then just just like, why are you always hunting Aang? Like he's the last uh, he's last hope for peace in this world. And doesn't kind of bring up the fact that, you know, it's his father that he's going to have to fight. Because we're not going to talk about that. But fair enough. Yeah. Or actually, I guess you just say like the Fire Lord's son, but whatever. Anyway, I like that she's just verbally braiding him and not like attacking him, because I mean, may- maybe she doesn't have her water around her to really use to attack him. But oh, they like either I'm pretty sure she has her water skin, but they emptied it, so like mm-hmm. it's worthless. Um, yeah. And uh, then you know, then she's like, or what? What does he say? Um, oh, that you don't know what you're talking about, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't. You're, you're right. Zuko says to her, "Like you don't know what you're talking about." And then she, oh, this really strikes a nerve at her, eh? Yeah. Nah, she she then gives it to him. Like she really gives it to him. 
stating that, you know, basically your your country took my mother away from me. And Zuko, I mean, pretty in a pretty genuine way, apologizes and says that we have something in common. And that seems to pique her interest. I'm a bit wor- I'm a, I'm a bit I'm a bit worried on that part though, but Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, we'll see about that. Uh, yeah. We, uh... Yeah. Remember the light switch problem we have? Oh, maybe we'll discuss some of this. Let's uh let's keep yeah. this this rolling. Yeah, let's, let's <laughs> just hinting at that. So anyway, uh so they're walking through the city or they're walking they're near the palace and whatnot, and Toph is like, hmm, what do we have here? There's an ancient city underneath us. Catacombs, caverns beneath us. Interesting. Yeah, it's not Lake Lauga again. It's uh, it's another underground uh, facility here. Yep, beneath the palace itself. Yeah, and Sokka, he starts thinking like, I spent enough time underground lately. Let's split up. Uh, me and Toph, we're going to go check on that Earth King. Uh, Aang, you can hang out with this this untrustworthy uh, uh, firebender here because this fire would come in handy in the caverns. Unscrupulous fellow. Yeah, and I do like, what does he say? Like, no offense, and Iris, like, not taken. I thought yeah, that was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought that was all right. Uh, but then we get a pretty pretty cool little scene with, with Aang and, and Iroh, where Iroh kind of falls into his typical role of of giving advice, thanks to Toph's recommendation, like, hey, you should ask this guy some advice, because he's good with that, and he also makes good tea. Yep. Uh, but again, Aang does seem a little quick to uh, be so trusting, and enjoying his company i was like this, this i don't know this feels a little bit surprising to some degree well i mean personally i've wanted to see this for a long time because yeah iroh seems to have maybe not a reverence but he certainly has a respect for the avatar so i've wanted this for a long time where these two have a conversation and while yeah. it's not the conversation that i i want to see happen i still very much enjoyed it though um of him asking life advice on uh, women, basically. Yeah, and also, and also on his recent uh, kind of abandoning his training too. Yeah, the whole Avatar state bit. So I can admit to what you're saying of like him being open about like, oh, so there's this guru. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I might know this guy. I told me something about like I am the walrus. Oh yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, we used to play pie show together back in the day. <laughs> um. And I love what what Iris says, like perfection and power are overrated. Yeah. Um, so basically, like I said before, um, all earthly attachments, like I said, Uncle Iroh could not be an avatar. Yes, very true. And and like I said, maybe Guru Patek isn't necessarily all he's cracked up to be. Because at least, uh, you know, Iroh's pretty wise too, and he seems to disagree with some of his assertions. Oh, yeah. So so some, some discourse of opinions there. Yeah, certainly. Um, also, like uh, in the in the commentary, like how Brian and, and Michael were kind of t- setting the scene, where it's just like, so I uh, so it's, and, and goes like, so I have this avatar friend. Or, you are the avatar. <laughs> it's like no, this other avatar friend, uh, who likes this person. It's like oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty fun. Yeah. They seem like fun guys in the, the few commentaries I listened to. Dude, they're just a bunch of goofs. Like, they are <laughs> absolutely a bunch of just complete nutter jokesters. <laughs> but I do like how Aang also kind of brings up, like, hey, like, what if what if now that I can't use the Avatar State, like, what if I'm not going to be strong enough to kind of confront what's coming? And I like that Iroh's just like, I don't know the answer to that. 
And then he gives his little, his typical little Iroh kind of metaphors about the tunnel and yeah, not being able to see the end of the tunnel, but you just got to keep moving type of thing. Which I would have also wondered like, hey, and I think you should probably comment on this saying like, well, I was in a t- tunnel once where there was no light. Yeah. And then uh, when our light went out uh, after something was going to happen between us, uh, then did the ca- cavern uh, luminously uh, light our way or luminously uh, <laughs> uh, our trail luminously appeared before us and we got out. Yeah. If you want to know the answer to what happened there, uh, go check out our episode on the cave of two lovers. There you go. Um, but <laughs> But yeah, then they find a cavern of sorts, a very nice cavern, by the way, with all those same crystals, funny enough. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get a little bit of an odd moment here as we cut back to Sokka and and Toph as they arrive at the palace and Sokka immediately recognizes, oh, there's General Howe. And instead of going up to him and telling him about the coup, he immediately hides him and uh, Toph. I didn't quite know what was going on there. Uh, because he noticed something was going on, and he just saw that there there was two Dali agents right there, and right then they mm. throw their metal shackles at him and uh, grab him and place him under house arrest. The coup has begun. Surprised that Toph wasn't the one that kind of grabbed Sokka, just because she could have probably like heard the other Dali agents. But, anyways, uh, regardless, we have a uh, we have the uh, the coup occurring. Yep, uh, Night of the Long Knives. What is this, uh, Revenge of the Sith again? Or uh, I was going to say, is this Night of the Long Knives, or is that something different? It is, it's just less uh, brutal. Uh-huh, yes. But they're using uh, their metal bending, as we can see here. With uh, their, uh... No, uh, <laughs> they're just throwing metal uh, metal handcuffs, excuse me, metal shackles. And being uh, stunningly, amazingly accurate, that doesn't necessarily seem to be legitimate. Okay, the other one where they, like, where he goes over, like, you know, the, the vent... And then they all throw like 50 of them at him. That's that's more plausible. Well, we see one where they're Dylee's guys under grates underground and they fire them up uh, all the way up into the sky. And they manage to still capture that that guy who's standing on the grate. I was like, mm, those seem like they're moving in a way that seemed controlled by a potential metal bender. No, 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 no. They're not metal benders. <laughs> Oh, but um, yeah, moving away from that, uh, the debate there is we uh, we see uh, Katara and, or uh, Toph and Sokka avoid the the coup actions and they make it to the palace. And when they arrive there, they see two Kyoshi warriors and, and one of them immediately jumps over to, to Sokka. She's got the, the hots for him, it seems like. I mean, uh, yeah, and he's even a little nervous. He's like, um, I, <laughs> sorry, like. <laughs> 33, I think it was 3310. That was a funny in between. Um, but like, she's like, okay, this is kind of awkward. I don't know how often you girls talk amongst yourselves, but like, uh, me and Suki are kind of like an item. So, like, sorry. I mean, I guess I can do go into a polyamorous relationship, but like, um, oh my, <laughs> I do like uh, her response of who. And then Toss just like, I'm done with this and just blows him away. She's like, stay away from my man. Whoa, holy smokes. <laughs> oh, maybe that's maybe that's describing intentions that weren't there in the scene. But <laughs> and then uh, and then Toss is like saying something about like, they're not the real Kyoshi Warriors. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Sorry to disappoint. She says, my name is Mai. That's Ty Lee. Wow. She's just laying right out there for anyone who might uh, doubt it. 
And Ty Lee, she's all over Sokka. She's like, I kind of have to fight you, but you're so cute. And I am. It's like a flirting fight. She's interesting. She even seems like she's like going at like half speed or something for him. I thought that was cute. The way that Kyoshi wore that through the knives is very similar to Mai. And the way that this girl starts trying to poke Sokka is like Ty Lee. And I was surprised that uh, Ty Lee, even, uh, even though she was given like half measures during the fight, she still knocks Sokka and, and Toph down. Once we see that Azula has the, the Earth King in hand. But she still has like a smile about it. She's like, oh, it's just, you know, we're just playing a game. You're on your side of the game. I'm on my side of the game. And we want to win. She's got kind of an interesting uh, mindset in that regard. I still have no idea who those two firebenders are. Or like those two Fire Nation people are. Like, who are they? Uh, well, uh... Well, so where do those daily guards come from? I guess they just showed up. Fair enough. Um, oh, they were... They climbed down the pillars like orcs. Turf. <laughs> I guess so, like spider monkeys. Uh, and then they uh, then they arrest Momo as well. No. Yeah, I thought that was sad. He's not going to escape this time. Turn him into a potted plant. Oh, no. Yeah. And he said, oh, my God. Just like a troll, too. What? Um. <laughs> Why? Uh, one day you'll know. Oh, no, even, sa- even sadder. No, even sadder. As they're being walked away to dirge music, because if my were in the room, you know, playing her air violin. Um, oh, she's there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see her, dude. I don't see her, bud. Um, the Earth King's being, you know, walked away, and and poor Bosco, man, look at look at him like hunched over and just like walking. Oh, it was like, sad. It was, it was so sad. He's like, I want my comfy spot. Yeah, he took my spot. That's not nice. <laughs> and I like that spot. But speaking of spots, I thought that uh, the scene was ending. It's like, no, there's a. Uh... Well, I guess there's another coup about to initiate. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, as uh, now that the throne's been freed from that uh, that pompous fool, the Earth King, now it's time for Long Fang and his troops to to ascend to the throne and, and fully take over the city. No more, no more silent dictatorship, but full on uh, rulership. It would seem that there's a match of chairs going on. There's a match of musical chairs about to happen. Yeah, a game of uh, of seats, as it were. Yeah, no. Um... A, an agreement between um, um, what, uh, seating arrangements. Yeah, and uh, but you know it's it's kind of strange. It's he starts screaming about Azula's arrest. Like I thought they were gonna, you know, work together on this. But before the thing's even finished, he's he's talking about arresting her. And I think this is where he makes his big mistake. Like uh, like they probably could have kept working together and and maybe got this thing a little bit more thoroughly, but not exactly because either azula read the script or she's studied her opponent wisely and noticed how that he discerned that he did not come from nobility and was you know from a uh, place of you know common uh, a common place and she speaks of divine right of course bringing that whole crap in of uh <laughs> yeah and, wow divine right and stuff like that oh geez she's not a fascist she's a monarch <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, believe, firm believer in the caste uh, system. I thought that was kind of a disturbing oh note by her. Oh boy! Oh boy! Define uh, positions by yeah divinity. That's oof. That's dark. <laughs> oh, certainly, indeed. So, yeah. Hopefully, she'll get her comeuppance. But uh, at least in the, the meantime, Long Fang gets put in his place, which is also 
uh, needed because he was a pompous uh, butt too. Oh so. uh, yeah, no, and um, yeah, he states that you beat me in my own game. She's like, "Bud, what even game do you think you're in?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he was in it. It's that's not fair to him. He he played well for a while, and then <laughs> uh, and then off screen, uh, she sh- like shocks him with lightning, and he dies. <laughs> oh god well yeah no just to like add insult to injury sheesh hey never found a body so we cut back to the you know crystal crystal uh crystal crystal prison there uh with uh katara and zuko and uh well that last scene um all right let's let's go over it so what happens yeah this is weird this is weird it's we open up with her apologizing to Zuko. I mean, I think what she said was pretty reasonable, even if she didn't fully understand his uh, his woe. You know, I don't know if she needs to apologize for yelling at him about that stuff. I mean, he was a big jerk to her and her friends. But, but yeah, then somehow, let me see how this this topic of his face comes up. What does she say? It's some offhanded line, right? Uh, I see the I see you as the face of my enemy. That's it. Yeah. And then he's like, my face. I know everyone thinks I'm hideous because of my scar. <laughs> and then she's like oh no that's not what i meant uh oops this is awkward <laughs> awkward and then he he launches into a speech it's the mark of the banished prince it's my greatest shame and my curse to chase the avatar forever and it's like oh boy <laughs> like it, i think it's a good scene maybe i'm being yeah. unfair to him but <laughs> no, no no like like his speech is fine yeah it's guitar i kind of have a problem with <laughs> No, absolutely. And it started making me think all the way back to uh, our episode of Jet, where Michaela commented that, you know, Katara, she's always looking for a project. Yeah. And she's found one here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Especially when she immediately pulls out from, like, under her shirt, the spirit oasis water from the North Pole. Now, here's a question for you. Uh Uh-huh. Do you think that she's doing this because she realized, oh, you know, we have a kindred kind of history we both lost our mothers this this fire nation we both were abused by it and i didn't fully realize it and i want to help you because maybe you could be an ally or is she like mm, you know i think his face look a lot hotter if that scar wasn't there <laughs> so here's okay i was not in the discourse when this happened i don't even know if this is true or not um so only the only thing place I've read this on is TV tropes. So like, mm. not I'm not gonna like I I've not checked message boards or anything like that. But this episode was written by Ernie e. Hawes, the head writer. Yeah, allegedly what the TV tropes trivia page or whatever the other one was said, or at least you know states, which again it's written by fans and aggregator. It's an aggravated like you know trivia page or you know website basically for all knowledge. Is that apparently Ehaz was pushing the whole Katara Zuko relationship? Mm. And um, I mean, if this is the intro, well, one, this is written poorly. That's all I'm going to say. Like, yeah, unless unless he's calling back to the whole Jet thing where she's immediately onto him. Now, I can forgive Katara on Jet because simple like like a small village girl like just getting out that's fine yeah agreed 
but immediately going like uh florence nightingale over the enemy um that has been chasing her like for like half a year you're gonna have to convince me a little more sir <laughs> yeah no it's not believable absolutely it's like, kind of like eh? <laughs> i'm okay personally of course this is i'm biased because i do want angatara to be you know the couple but i will be open and say like okay if this were to happen fair enough but i think this is a little too quick i think this is a light yeah. switch i think uh yeah. you didn't you did it wrong um whereas so far the angatara relationship has actually been built up i think perfectly um from the beginning so that's just me personally again maybe i'm a little biased here but this is just nuts where she literally goes like florence nightingale over him like do i literally have to show back to the future part one here for crying out loud yeah and it's it's pretty lucky that uh that ang and iro come in when they do because she's touching his face and and she's getting ready to repeat the cave of two lovers again you know i'm saying that golly (laughs) they're in a cave again and she's like "Mm, i remember last time i was in a cave Oh, yeah what happened there like all the light went out and stuff like that so and then bam plot comes in that's not true um it is both yeah uh ang and iroh um and ang is shocked to see zuko there i guess yeah guitar next to him so close mm-hmm. and so you know you see almost in like you don't even need animation you could just almost do this in like stills you just see yeah. like ang have a smile as katara hugs him and then you give Zuko at thirty six twelve the look. Yeah, the stink eye. Oh yeah. And then Zuko also is just like, huh? What yeah. are you doing here? Um yeah. and then Uncle Iroh gives him a hug, which is very much needed, I'll say that. Um and he doesn't really think otherwise, he doesn't like smile or anything like that. But then he gives Aang at thirty six fifteen the look. Yeah, and then immediately he's on his uncle. He's like, Uncle, what are you doing here with the Avatar? And Uncle's like, oh, you know, we're, we're here to save you. And it looks like Zuko's like ready to attack him again. I was like, whoa, I thought you turned over a new leaf. What happened to this whole inner conflict? Like, it's it's gone. He's he's right back to wanting to get the Avatar. So I thought I thought that it was also kind of strange. I was like, well, what was the whole point of that, that revelation or uh, that whole inner conflict in the last episode? Yeah, no, it's almost like... We're not like the last either. one, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we're all bursted out. Well, actually, it's this one technically, unless you're talking. Oh, you're talking about uh, in yeah the fever, the fever. Yeah, the yeah fair enough. Uh, the Earth King. There you go. Um, so like uh, Uncle Iroh, you know, holds him back after and kind of quips like saving you, of course, and he gets you know a little uh, bit peeved off by that. And Iroh says, you know, go you you two go ahead and see your friends. And I love the fact that Ang. Shows respect, you know, hand and fist together and bows a bit to uh, Iroh. I love that. That was awesome. Um, And then leaves. It's kind of funny when Aang leaves, by the way, he just just disappears. Like, you actually, like, you don't see him, like, slowly fade away into the dark. Like, he just fades away. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Skipping so fast that the lighting can't keep up with it. Frames aren't even there. Um, But yeah, then, you know, as Katara leaves, she looks at Zuko with uh, some. uh, dreamy eyes yeah i thought that was a step too far too i was like oh boy <laughs> yeah, no, yeah well, hey, whatever boats your float man fair enough bud but um and then yeah uh it's just these two left alone and again uncle iroh really again pushing zuko hard on like oh he's laying it in yep 
Like, He's like, you're a different man now. Don't forget about your whole your whole stupid uh, conversion. Don't forget about that. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> and he's also not as angry. Maybe not angry. Well, yeah, angry. But like, he wasn't as passionate. That's the word. Passionate. Uh, when he found Zuko, you know, uh, near Appa, uh, at what he was trying to do. This this time again, he's trying to reason with him, uh, as he usually does. And stating that he is at his crossroads of destiny, ba- destiny basically, where basically yeah. where, because Azula is on one side, and you know, I guess his life here is on the other. I think they probably may have to like skip town at least to get away from Azula, but like, because I know they, he probably doesn't want to run, but like he's kind of got no choice because Azula is probably going to take over. So, yeah, and and speaking of Azula, she she interrupts this this impassioned conversation, and she's. She's got her usual sense. Like she's like, "Oh, I expected this kind of uh, behavior from Uncle, but you, a traitor." And poor Uncle Iros, he looks like he's like strung up, basically. <laughs> Pretty much, like you know, those, those crystals are definitely um, holding them there in like a crucifix-like manner. Yeah, and uh, very much like uh, potential Luke Skywalker, she's offering him to come to the dark side. I can offer you the redemption you seek. And we have uh, Uncle Ben in the background. That redemption's not for you. And I was uh, thinking of some more Empire Strikes Back uh, references there. Well, here's what I don't get. This is kind of stupid because so he sees Azula and then like in it, when they were going to serve tea to the Earth King, right? Allegedly. And mm-hmm. then she like and, and, and then he like wants to fight her in Agni Kai. And then she just has, you know, the Daily goons, you know, just apprehend him, like just take him down. And now she comes back, like, and then he, he gets thrown in this cavern. Now she comes to him and is like, hey, I, uh, I I need you. I'm like, didn't you just throw me, like, in here? Like, what the heck? But then, of course, what Zuko does makes him really dumber than a doornail. Mm. And what's that? <laughs> well, we'll see this in a while. But, yeah, Zula basically monologues, blah, 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 blah. You know, this is a glorious day. Monarch, 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 rule, rule, rule. Burn the whole, like, world down, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. We need Honor, you. honor, honor, redeemed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, father needs you. You'll have father's love back. Temps, you know, the dark side, blah, 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 so on and so forth. You know, the same spiel. Uh, Zuko's pretty easy to, like, sway. Um, but, yeah, this is the crossroads of destiny. Yeah, and to, to really illustrate that, uh, Michael Dante DiMartino, you know, the director there, we get uh, a shot of the crossroads. We see the scarred side of the face, and we see the, the non-scarred side of the face, which side's going to win out between the two. And uh, yeah, then we before we get that answer, we, we cut away. Yep. We go back into the big cavernous room where Uncle Iroh and Aang entered into. And uh, yeah, just Katara and... Aang verbally saying, like, we got to find Toph and Sokka. I don't know where they are. That's a good question. And then from behind, and then from behind, Azula shoots a blast of blue fire at them. Yep. And, and the fight commences. Yeah. An epic battle ensues. And this is a really cool one. Really cool fight. Yeah. They really wanted to push more for Katara to show, like, what else she can do. And I think they really did, like, do a lot with her, at least. Yeah, I think all around, um, I really like the, just the way that they manifest the uh, the effects for the the bending. The water looks especially good when Zuko eventually decides to jump in and join Azula's side. The giant fireball looks really good, really vibrant. Yeah, 
Um, here's an interesting one at like 3846. Man, Azula's face looks pretty um, pristine. Oh, yeah. In fact, it looks, there's a sheen to it almost like um, glycerin or whatever it was. Um, yeah, water but, flex. <laughs> yeah, basically, or she's just sweating. I have, I have no idea. <laughs> But yeah, no, as you know, and Katara may like, you know, go two on one her. Yeah. Like you said, uh, blast of fire comes in. It's Zuko without the robe. And he like, you know, looks like it's going to be three on one. And she gives him a look and then angry realizes, Oh crap. And remember when I said Zuko's dumber than a doornail? Well, that's exactly. Yep. Yeah. And so once again, Zuko returns to his old ways. That's the Zuko we all love. Um, <laughs> And except for Katara, except for Katara, uh, yeah, no, she's still got the hostage room at this point. Oh, even though he's like you know turned back to the dark side, I still am in love with him. Maybe I can change him. Anyway, so we we cut away from that just uh, briefly to uh, see that they are uh, Toph, Sokka, and the Earth King are in prison right now, and the the metal prison there, and the Brossing say so palace. So, um. Toph just asks, like, hey, is anybody over there? And Sokka's like, nope. I'm like, wait, can you seismic sense around the metal? Yeah, I was thinking that too. Or is that just not, or is that not a thing yet? Like you have to, you can either earth bend or you can, um, yeah, you can either metal bend or you can seismic sense metal bend. Not, not both at once. Or you have to learn that. Yeah. Yeah, and then even the, the little I'm not leaving Bosco bit almost felt like an 80 yard line, even though obviously it's not. <laughs> but it felt like a little bit of uh, exposition setup. But but anyway, we, we cut back to the fight very quickly after that. Yep. And it's yeah, it's going at full bore. We're getting some really cool that little uh, little airstrike that that Ang did where it was like his shape flying at Zuko. I thought that was really cool. Looking. That was cool. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. Hey, you're actually commenting on the action for once. I think I'll let you take over. Oh, I don't have too much more to say. <laughs> okay. But Zuko does have a really cool blast too, actually. Where it's like... Yeah, no, he, uh, I think Sifu Kisu said like he was thinking of taking like, like, you know, um, what is it? Constrict, like it's a charge attack, obviously. So like you're like yeah. Kamehameha almost, uh, but like you put it to your forehead almost, then he like blasts it upright. So like it was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, then I like how both Zuko and Katara get like um the kind of whips. Like blades or something. <laughs> he has his like fire blade whips, yeah. And she has her water ones. I think those are cool. Yep. Um and yeah, we see kind of Katara either in control of her fight with Azula. I, I have no idea, just because there's water around her. I, I don't know. We only just yeah. see briefly a slow slow motion uh of her slicing a bit of Katara or sorry. Azula's hair off, or at least strands of it. Sorry, not the whole thing. Um, sensing a pattern here, almost. I was like, wow, you know, Katara, she could have just sliced her, her in half. <laughs> Should have been pretty gruesome. I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I don't know how much like ice was on that thing, or how like hard That's she fair. had the surface water on it, but like at least. It shows how fragile or brittle the hair is, I guess. Or well, I guess that's easily cuttable yeah. the hair is, but anyways. But Katara does take her on pretty good. This is certainly true. Uh, one thing that Aang kind of messes up, uh, we'll see, is that like he breaks a stalagmite. Stalag tight. Oh, tight. Stalag yes. tight. I had to check. I had to check. Running gag on the show. Stalag tight. Um, he cuts it in half, and he you know 
sense to the ground uh, where Zuko is, or near Zuko, excuse me. And Zuko goes flying and kind of, you know, takes a bit of, uh, gets a bit exhausted, but apparently Aang also took a bit of, uh, took a few hits as well. Didn't realize how uh, hard that was. Yeah. Then we see Katara controlling Azula in a way, which is pretty awesome uh, until Zuko breaks it up. It's like she pretty much had her. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Um, and then Azula goes after Aang. Again, I really like her green dress. I don't know why. And that's where the whip battle comes in. It's it's even though it looks kind of cool, I think it actually kind of looks a little stupid. I don't know why, because they're just like whipping each other like that. I'm like, <laughs> eh, yeah, that's stupid. But I'm like, could see it. Okay, I I could see what you could do here, but like, I f- I feel bad. Okay, well, it's not stupid, but I'm like, all right, I know what you could do, but anyways, yeah, but but interrupting the fight, we uh. We cut back to the palace, and and these two, uh, May and, and Ty Lee, they're just kind of hanging out with Bosco. I mean, May is basically just moping in the corner, like, ah, that, where's that Zuko? If only he was around, I could, uh, you know, have someone who who interests me. Yeah, I've actually been, uh, we're, I've been writing some more poems in my in my poet uh, in my poetry book there. So uh, I kind of wanted to. I've been inspired by this uh, this new place of of dread I've been in. So like, I need to. Wanna, I need somebody other than these two moops to like, you know, listen to me. Yeah, and I love uh, Ty Lee with her like circus background. She's like, look what I can do. Like, can you do this? And she's doing her little. Yeah, doing the bridge. Yeah, or not even the bridge. She's like walking on her hands. And then someone like locks her, I guess. Oh, it's yeah, that's off. right. Yeah, she's doing her handstand. And then she, and then, yeah, Toph, uh, Earth, Earth bends around her hands, which is smart. Very smart. That's the that's her most dangerous weapon. Um, and now she's in yeah. the bridge. Uh, and then Asmai's, you know, trying to write a new poem. Um, does you know, Toph, you know, have an earth column there? And she's just like, just take the bear. She's like, I don't even care about that guy. Oh. And I felt bad after they left. I was like, oh, Ty Lee, she's just kind of stuck like that. Like that's that's no good. That's a really bad position. I assume they'll just wait for a uh, Lee agent to come and you know break her break her loose. Uh, it might be a while to wait. I mean, that's they're a little occupied, you know. But <laughs> Mike could just go grab them for one of them. I have, I have no idea. Also, <laughs> I've still got a question where those girls that were the fake posing uh, uh, Kyoshi Warriors were. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess we'll never know. That's uh, it's one of those mysteries. Yeah, I I guess they they escaped. Maybe this book. I need a comic here. I need to I need to know exactly what happened because they were they were suspicious. I need to I didn't trust them at all, but. Um, I feel bad for the girls they took. Like, I feel bad for the girls they actually took the uniforms from. That's this sucky. Um, by the way, oh, I just yeah. want to point out that I love the fact that it was before the scene of uh, Bosco getting Bosco back. Oh, I just love uh, Azula doing jet propulsion and then Aang in the uh, little crystal armor there and how they joust. <laughs> They're about to joust and then Azula's like, psych! Uh, blast fire at him and Aang gets knocked back. That was, that was kind of cool, but um, yeah, it knocks him out a bit, Aang out a bit, and then it's like two on one. Katara is trying to, you know, so trying to survive there. Her hair gets knocked down, and then da 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 da. Aang's like, "Nope, incoming." Uh, so shock waves, sort of, and then like, yeah, rides the wave, as I said. Uh, and looks like he's gonna like really, you know. Oh man, he's like he's he's at it. It almost looks very anime like um, yeah. when he's about to like go after the two. And uh, 
unfortunately gets like um like any good hockey match or football match he gets either slide checked or uh, hip checked uh by the daily agents and that's pretty much when the fight turns say him and guitar a little bit isolated from each other she makes this really cool like almost like a, a watery crown to protect herself but it's on the ground i don't know how to describe it <laughs> yeah she makes a water ring and does the octopus form if you remember you all go. the way back in i believe it was the cave of two lovers where she was asking ang uh, to perform a move and it was like i think it was cave of two lovers where it's just like the octopus and he was like just feel the flow and he was you know doing yeah. his like <laughs> little bendy routine and whatnot his bendy straw routine anyways yeah, and Aang realizes, like, oh no, like, not only am I kind of cornered here, but Katara's cornered in her little pocket. And Zuko and Azula, I like how Azula has a little smile, like she's happy fighting with her brother. Uh, sort of. I think it's just more like she has all the cards in her, all the cards are stacked against Aang, so she's a little more like, yeah, I got all the cards, baby. Yeah, it could be. I, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, like you question, like, why does she bother reaching out to Zuko? I think she... Maybe wants some reconciliation for some reason. Maybe maybe it's something mischievous, but uh, I don't think so. I don't think she cares. I think she's just like I said, using he's a pawn to her. Well, we'll discuss some more of that as we maybe what we think as we end the episode with those there two. But yes, but first, Aang realizes the only way that he's going to get them both out of the situation is to to let Katar go. And this is more what I was talking about in the last episode. Like they they kind of build on it. Maybe it's not so much let go of your like your love for her, your romantic attractions, but it's realizing that you need to put your avatar self or kind of avatar uh, role before her. It needs to be let go of your your need to jump for her help and kind of focus on what you need to do as the avatar. Yeah. So as he does this, he creates a little crystal prison around him, which is nice. I think that was pretty cool. Heck, he yeah. could have even gone further and then like dug himself underground. Uh, sorry. Although the daily could have probably just like brought him back up, but whatever. Um, it was yeah. just in an instance. Um, but yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's kind of the, uh, it's kind of the Christian belief of like, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love thy neighbor as thyself. You put God before you put like um, your family or your wife afterwards. So at least in what like Jesus was saying, again, I know I'm sorry, this is not like, this is a different, um, culture or this is a different philosophy i'm sorry if i'm bringing this in i'm just saying like in a similar way it's like what jesus was teaching was like you know put your faith in god first and then put your faith in but the, but then have love for your you know your your wife your your husband your kids your family your your friends everybody else like second so that's kind of what it was saying uh is not to deny them but just put know know who comes first basically and and in this case i think you're right in that uh, in this case, the, the god comes first before the, the woman, basically. Yeah. Or someone who has a tangible purpose that they serve, you know, not... Uh, well, maybe that's political. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I certainly don't know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, surprisingly, he's he's back in, you know, the, uh, the thought, uh, the, the, the cosmic energy fields. He's in this in this plane of existence there. And he again the spirit the, the bridge is right there everything's yeah. just set up for him again he lied before about like how it went with the guru and just i'm okay i'm i'm uh yeah he's right there again okay fair enough and um but he goes into the this fear that the uh the the eternity uh avatar state was was holding uh in him and uh to to enter the gate he must uh recite the phrase that the uh 
uh, Guru Patik uh, mentioned to him. And he utters that phrase. And that phrase was, I'm a man. I can change if I have to, I guess. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, <laughs> before uh, before that actually activates the avatar state, as it rightly should, as everyone knows, that's when, that's when Azula lands her, uh, her very well-timed blast as he's ascending to the ceiling. His head's uh, changing to the light form, and yeah, she cuts it off at the pass with her little blast there. So he awakens. He's woke. Um, he there's a beam in the sky. Beam in the sky. There's a beam in the sky. Uh, I haven't seen that since episode three of of uh, book one, um, the Southern Air Temple. Um, he ascends. He woke, and he, you know is all a glow and that's the problem he is a glow and so as the comment as the creators commented is that when past avatars used the glow back in you know episode one of book two the avatar state we saw you know them demonstrate you know how the glow works they briefly used it they briefly briefly used it Aang is full glow. And then Azula does what she did in episode one. And this time it's actually perfect. Not a hair loose. And strikes lightning down on Aang. And uh, we see into the cosmic plane that eternity falls. The bridge falls as well. Aang falls to earth. As he literally falls to the earth. Katara has tears in her eyes. She releases the water around her in like a wave to travel towards him to catch him. She uh, washes up over, you know, the Daili agents in Zuko. And, oh, and I forgot, as Azula said, it was me, Austin. It was me all along. Um, But yeah, that that scene right there of uh, Guitar just holding Aang there in like a, in a, uh, what is it, a bridal pose. Uh, with her tears in her eyes, that's wonderful. I guess, I guess, yeah. Zuko uh, and the Daily recover, um, but then out of nowhere, uh, yeah, Uncle Iroh leaps to the rescue and he tells basically Guitar like, "Get out of here quick! I'll hold him off." That old routine, and he he puts up a little fight, and they manage to escape. And then he gives right up. He's just like, "Okay, well, battle's done. I'm just yep. gonna, you know, just just take me." Yep. No, I, I respect that. I wish it was like a, a scene from whenever Sting enters the arena. Uh, that'd be that'd be pretty awesome. And does the scorpion death drop to somebody? Hmm. Um, also, I love the little note that um, I don't know if Breath of the Wild copied this, but uh, in that game, you can actually ascend waterfalls and Katara basically does that here. That's so awesome. I'm sorry. I just want to geek out over that. That's amazing. Yeah, but then... Uh... Or I guess I'll let you take it in case you want to fill in something. So I was going to go right to Appa, but... No, yeah, I'm done. That's that's it, yeah. Okay. I, just, I just love the, the little look that uh, Uncle Iroh gives to Zuko. Just absolute disdain. And just doesn't even look at him. He's like, nope. You made the wrong choice, buddy. Yeah, but as we as we cut to the group escaping on Appa, um, Katara's got her hair all flowing. I think that looks really cool. Oh, yeah. And Aang... Seemingly in a pretty uh, pretty da- damaged place. I mean, who knows how long he's got to, to live at this point with this kind of injury. And she pulls out that uh, that oasis water that we saw. 
that she was going to use to heal Zuko's face. I can't remember if we pointed that out, that it was that special water. I, I, I did. I, I said it was a spirit oasis water from the North Pole. Yeah, but instead she used it to heal this this injured Aang. So, so that was too bad, uh, you know. Poor, uh, it could have actually... Or actually, do you think it would have healed his face? Do you think it could have healed his scar? So this was this was uh, said by, I think it was Brian, uh, with the Spirit Oasis water. Um, that so even even though I'll let you decide if this is canon or not, I think it is because it's literally from one of the creators. Um, that he said that it only works with those who are spiritually attuned. Mm. So those who have a spiritual background, those who practice, uh, every, not every day, but yeah, are spiritually practicing. Those who have, yeah. Are, are devoted to like, you know, the spiritual side of the world, it will affect them. Those who are not, it will just be like any other normal water. So the spirit water worked on Aang because not, yeah, okay, yeah, catch all because he's the avatar. So yeah, he gets a pass. Oh, well, whoop-de-doo, yeah. <laughs> because because he, he was born with this. It's like, yeah, yes, that's the whole point. Why are you watching the show if you <laughs> don't want this? But um but she heals him. Also, I like the fact that there was an exit wound where the lightning went out of Aang, by the way, yeah. uh, where it was on his foot. Uh, I think that was really cool. But she heals the back scar, which that is a wicked back scar, by the way. Uh, or burn, I guess, in a way. Sorry. Uh, but as she does so, she leads him back onto Appa's back. And we see the Avatar state kind of like almost like a heartbeat starts glowing and um, he kind of comes to and he opens his eyes and he sees her and well, I've seen this image before straight out of episode one of book one, the boy in the iceberg wakes up and guess who he sees? Hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And this time she embraces him for the fact that he's alive and we cut away from there to the throne room, the passing say throne room, excuse me, of uh, Azula basically doing what Uncle Iroh could not, achieving it and overtaking Bossing say uh, from within. The smart way, the smart approach, I, I, I fully admit. Yeah. Uh, and Zuko is there, you know, at her side and uh, kind of wondering to himself and feeling, you know, maybe he didn't make the right choice, saying, like, you know, he betrayed Uncle. But Azula just in there saying like, you know, nobody, uncle is not worthy. Uncle is a nobody. He is you know, no longer a person. Uh, he is a inferior being. Uh, don't listen to him. Uh, only listen to me. Uh, stating that he betrayed him instead. And that when Zuko returns home, as Azula kind of offered in the uh, very start of the, uh, the, the book. Oh, yeah. Uh, he mm. will be welcomed as a hero Zuko remember what you said all the way back in Zuko alone Azula always lies yeah that's true that's true and we get a moment as we see as we cut away from them with him kind of feeling uncertain about his his uncle being in there uh, locked up we see the earth king uncertain about his future as he comments that you know it's fallen the throne's fallen and then we, we cut down and we see Katara looking right into the camera, kind of looking into an uncertain future, just as potentially 
we might have seen at the end of the Empire Strikes Back. And uh, yeah, do, do these parallels make sense to you? <laughs> do you see them? Except they're 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 flying away into like you know the unknown. Yeah, we're. I mean, I don't know if they're flying in the Empire Strikes Back. They're just kind of looking out that there, but and yeah, they're looking at the galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's the end. Yeah, there there we go. And I will say, in terms of something to to emulate for the second chapter, I think that was a very smart choice, and I really like that they left it on a left it on a victory for the Fire Nation. Really, I mean that that first season had such a triumphant feeling. This one feels much more yeah, kind of down note. Yep, certainly. That's really how you probably could only do it, eh? Like, it's pretty much what everybody would want to do, especially for really any, uh, what do you call it? Any, like, hero's journey. Like, you're going to copy from the best, like, at least, you know, cite your sources, and they certainly cited their sources. Oh, no, did they mention the commentary? (laughs) I believe they did. Well, that's fair. (laughs) Of course, because why not? Yeah, and we'll probably discuss in the the overview how we think this this finale overall stacks up against the first seasons and the story arc in general. But as for the episode itself, yes, I am definitely feeling it. Yeah, me too. Um, different, very different from the last episode or from the previous finale. I'll at least say that. I know that's. I know I just said like comparison, <laughs> but like, and not in a bad way. I'm just saying like totally very different as we as we said, like you mentioned, it was yeah very different and. Certainly stood out on its own. It's, hey, this is complete filler, by the way. No, of course not. <laughs> One's fooling you there. Um, yeah, Aang's dead, or is he? Yeah, and I like that it leaves us on a very different um, kind of path going forward. Lots of, I mean, this is the Earth King and Bosco. Are they the new members of Team Avatar? Are we gonna every journey we maybe we're gonna get fish out of water humor that the king's gonna be like, oh, I don't know how to travel. I'm just used to. Living in my my palace, basically. And they're like, "Oh, you got to get those feet dirty." <laughs> oh yeah, totally. And uh, I mean, if we follow the theme here, there's a theme here, right? There's there's book one was water, book two was earth, and now, well, book three has to be fire. So like, who's gonna be Ang's fire bending teacher? Uh, I don't know. Well, there's some things about Bosco uh, the bear that we don't know. We'll find out next season. Oh, he's hiding some things. <laughs> hey, interesting. I didn't. I didn't know about that. Yeah, and it's it's uh, maybe Uncle will be imprisoned, and we'll see. Uh, yeah, how Azula and, uh, and Zuko work together. Maybe that'll be interesting too. But ah, uh, yeah, no, we, we Zuko is going home. So uh, yeah, I don't know how it's mm. gonna. That's I don't know what's gonna transpire there, but uh, stuff's gonna happen there. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. But I'm very much looking forward to the overview to kind of discuss how we feel like this all wrapped up in uh, throughout the whole book. But I, I think this was a good capper on this little two-parter, and I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. No, exactly. I think uh, I agree with you on that. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And would you? Uh, do you have any final words of wisdom for the the book two? Uh, oh, I do. <laughs> I, I I I certainly do. There. What do you got for us? To whom it may concern. You are offered a chance at redemption, but you are also offered a chance of false redemption. Which is the path you take? The hard and struggling road or the quick and easy path? I think that really brings out the character and shows the type of person you are, if that is the Mm. case. Kind of binary options, probably not the best, but you know. (laughs) 
I uh, leave it at that. And uh, I'd also say, no fate we make by our own. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, and until next time, peace. Peace.